this this is <laughs> by, by the way it was designed this is a game of frustration uh marked by a couple of moments of sheer glory yep that's why you need a trash can that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's some deep theological points that could be made there about about the the the, the fact that you know baseball is just based around the concept of failure <laughs> Well, so is my ministry career. So there... <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Baseball Cast. Your host, just like the Manning Cast. Yeah. If uh, you know the Mannings were, you know, middle-aged guys who uh, hadn't really ever played and uh, were just kind of your average fan. Yeah. Just other than that, it's just like it. Yeah. Just like exactly it. like it. How are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm good. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. For, you know, uh, <laughs> my daughter has asked if uh, if we were like recording an actual podcast out here because she desperately wants to come out throughout the game and bang a oh. random trash can. Oh. And so I approve. If you I hear of any random clanging, that is not on your TV. That is my daughter, Cadence, who is a huge Texas Rangers fan. So let's see what what Mr. Brisket has jo- going Jonathan, on. Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith. Welcome to Jeremy the baseball cast. That was good. Well, that went really well. <laughs> this, you know, it's, it, this is great because you can't. Uh, like, like, I mean, all of this is done live. Yeah, it's right? live. No and here I am. There he is. Hey, up, there he is. All man, right. I cannot believe all you guys right. are doing this right now. I'm just laughing. <laughs> and all, all four of us that are listening, you know, we're having a great time together. That's the important thing. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. That's right. That's right. So, well, well listen, as, as I shared, this, I mean, this is something that given the collective history of the Rangers and the Astros, we don't know when this is going to happen again. So we thought we'd better take advantage this of it. This is true. This is true. And since I got my whole family on the back porch, I'll be brief, okay? First of all, to, to two guys that I love, that I care a whole lot about. Um, so, you know, it's kind of funny. We're all uh, church revitalization, quote unquote, experts. And so, so here we are with the established champion. And we also have a team that is in, you know, the early stages of revitalization. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, so anyways, I, I won't I won't take up y'all's important broadcast time. But um, <laughs> we just want to talk loosely. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Just wanted to pop in and say hey and appreciate you guys and all that y'all do. And above everything else, uh, you know, go Astros. Yes. That is the most important. All right. Hey, Jonathan, we love you, man. Thanks, Jonathan. Hey, y'all, y'all have fun. See you later. All right. So, so for those who are listening that don't know, Jonathan Smith um, serves as the church revitalization guy for Texas Baptist, for the Baptist General Commission of Texas. And he's become a, he's become a friend. Um, despite his baseball allegiances. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. He's doing good work in, in through, through BGCT for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, All right. So, I have to go. About how, I need right. to go win a uh, um, Facebook argument. Hold on just a sec. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm, right. I'm here. But uh, somebody right. said Astros are built. All came from elsewhere. Buddy, here we go. You're about to get learned. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt has to go school someone that's wrong on the internet. And uh, in the meantime, that's an inning, inning, double play. 
from Mitch Garver, who's been really, really good this postseason. Uh, had a clutch um, grand slam <laughs> so, so. back. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I'm going to call him out. I messaged Jack Graham, and I said, hey, Jack, you want to come on and talk some smack on our Twitter spaces? <laughs> I yes. thought he would take me up on the offer. You know what he said? What, what, what did what did Jack say? And I quote, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I had somebody, I made the, uh, um, I, I made that comment about the built versus bot thing, and somebody was like, the Astros are built, Verlander, Maldonado, Abreu, Brantley, Presley, they all came from elsewhere, <laughs> but here's, here's how they were built, okay? So, now at this point, who cares about the Orioles, Twins, Rays, Blue Jays, because they don't matter anymore, but the Houston Astros have four free agents. Texas Rangers have nine. The Houston Astros have nine that came by trade, while the Texas Rangers have 13. The draft or international players from the Astros are 13, oh, while the yeah. Rangers have four. Yeah. And so out of the entire postseason, the only one that comes close to that are the Arizona Diamondbacks, who had 12 uh, by draft or international nine by trade, a couple of by rule, five and five by free agents. So, you know, just just out here handing out L's for everybody <laughs> on Facebook. If you're going to argue with me, at least have your facts. Oh, we just got the uh, reply. We're the Manning cast of MLB. Uh, bless it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talked about that before anybody else came on. Yeah, Don, said, yes, catch up. If, if the Mannings were... If, if the Mannings were, you know, middle-aged guys um, with really no playing experience whatsoever and who both definitely had dogs in the fight. Other than that, it's exactly the same. We should, we should have lined up sponsors for this. That would give us something to talk about in a commercial break. Yeah, so, uh, I think we should break. go out on a limb and say this is not sponsored by Southwestern <laughs> Seminary. We don't want That's to put true. this evil on them. Uh, we'll, we'll keep that to the podcast. So. so, hey, I got to preach this morning. And for Bart, and first time in history that Bart let somebody else do the Lord's Supper. And so wow. Bart got to sit with his wife and, and uh, daughter and her boyfriend and hang out there and judge my cool. entire thing. So uh, I asked him later. You'll, you'll love this. I asked him after the service. I said, hey, like, how, how cringe was that? Like, what, what do you think about the Lord's Supper thing? And he said, well, you did it a lot different. Uh, than me, uh, which I, I was like, here comes, here comes the hook. And he's like, uh, you know, I just use the Bible. <laughs> Shout out to Don and uh, Cameron for hanging with us the entire time so far. Uh, That's awesome. Kyle, you should send them a copy of your book. All right. I'll, hey, tell you what, I'll, I'll gladly do that. I've got a few and I, I, I think I have more on my shelf than have actually sold of that, so I will, I will gladly send that. Did you take like the Mark Driscoll approach and like buy them like <laughs> in bulk so that you could oh get on the bestseller list? Uh, I want to try to get through this without getting canceled. That's my goal. Hey, there's a there's a Texas Tech fan listening in. I don't know who it is. Martin 
Uh, oh. Martin Garza. Martin Garza. Oh. Clear eyes. Went to went to high school. Full hearts. Went, went to high school with Martin. Can't lose. Man. You know this guy. Yeah. See your buddy. Yeah. We, yeah. We went to high school. Hey. Yeah, played high school football together. Hey, Martin. Uh, Clay, yeah, Clay. Hey, Martin. Welcome to the show. I don't know who you are. I'm sorry you had to go to school with Kyle, but I could use <laughs> some uh, funny stories if you got them. <laughs> oh goodness. So, Martin, I will pay good money if you give me some dirt oh, on Kyle Beerman. From high school, Kyle? Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. What was the most embarrassing thing you did in in high school? Oh, in high school? Man. Yeah, who knows, Matt? The, the blessing of that being 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I do. I do know. Hey, do you ever go back on your Facebook, uh, like, on this day stuff, memories or whatever they oh, call yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I yeah. back like 14 years ago, and I'm like, what was wrong with that? <laughs> yes. Like, well, so, like, if you remember, like, Facebook used – like, the prompt used to be, like, what are you doing, right? And so it would say, Kyle Beerman is dot, dot, dot. And so, like, some of those statuses are, like, listening to Johnny Cash. <laughs> That's literally what it <laughs> says. And, and, yeah, you look back at that. Not much has changed. No, no. And, and you look back at that, and you're like, why did I feel compelled to tell the world – but that's what I was doing in that moment. And, and yet here we are um, now, Matt, I'm 40. You are approaching 40. And uh, here we are live casting our watching of a baseball game. So in 10 yeah. years, we might literally everything and, we say tonight, <laughs> 10 years from now, we're like, what were we thinking? Uh, but you didn't answer. What was your most uh, embarrassing high school moment? Man. I. Because uh, you got two out. It's okay. Oh. So I remember a uh, um, uh, one-act play practice. Um, we were doing some sort of warm-up, and I mean, I just I split my pants right down the middle. Um, I mean, like it was it was classic, like just as as um, I mean, like like you would see in in like a cartoon. I mean, it it, it just it split right down the middle, and uh, yeah, then had to walk off the stage and go find a, a new pair of pants, and uh, so that was probably it. Since my mom will not be listening to this, uh, I will share that for for me, I started my high school career at Grand Prairie High School. And so my freshman, sophomore years were there. And when I turned 16, I got a pickup truck. 1988 Silverado, baby. And had green, like, mood lights inside of it. And, ooh, ooh. That, that was close. And, um, it was real close. That was close. Uh, and a radar detector, which oh, nice. uh, did not work very well, as I found out, uh, doing street racing and stuff like that. But anyway, once I got it, uh, that second half of the year, usually at lunch I would go to eat and I wouldn't come back. and <laughs> Or I would come back late, whatever else. And my grades just plummeted. And so my mom transferred me over the summer uh, without my knowledge anything. Uh, to the other high school in town where she worked and was the high school secretary. And uh, so she did that so that she could keep an eye on me and keep an eye on me. She did. And so there I am trying to win friends and influence people at lunch and all that sort of thing. And my mom would come and like sit down and ask me about my class and did I do my assignments and all that kind of, where my friends and all that kind of stuff were there. So, 
mama embarrassed me a little bit and would come by, you know, the classes to make sure I was not only there, but awake and all of that sort of thing. So that's, yeah, that's good. All right. I have, I have invited, uh, Martin. Martin, are you with us? <laughs> all right. See if he's going to jump on. Uh, I don't know how to unmute or mute. So Martin, uh, can you hear me now? Unmute yourself. Hey, there you uh, go, Martin. What's going okay, on, man? Martin? What's going on, man? Spill, spill the tea. <laughs> no, none, none of the pleasantries. I need to know. Tell me about high school Kyle Beerman. Oh, well, he graduated with my wife. Uh, they're your older. Yep, that's than right. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I just remember his dad was one of the coolest dads I remember. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember him always yelling at me because uh, he was always involved with uh, the local baseball team we had, whether it was the yeah. league and stuff like that, and just growing up. And he would get mad at me why I wouldn't throw my fastball more than I should. And, uh, <laughs> I just remember him always coming to the sideline. I mean, we used to have parents yelling at their kids all the time, but he'd be like, Martin, just believe in your fastball one time. So good stuff, good stuff. I really don't have like, that. Awesome. I don't have that. I really don't have that much stuff. But his brother, on the other hand, <laughs> his yeah. So, so Martin and I was a senior. Yeah, yeah. Martin and I played football, and then my brother Cody and he played baseball together um, on on a pretty good baseball team that year too. I, I, Dude will come out of his shoes, man. How, how tall is he actually? Is, is he five six, five seven? What, what's what is what, uh, what is Altuve listed at? Is I, it like how how tall you say you well, are? Okay, so I am like, I am I'm legit five foot eight. I'm all of I'm all of five foot eight. All right. So yeah. am I taller than Altuve? You are taller than Altuve. Okay. Right. So Altuve is five six, I believe. Okay. And uh, let's see. Let me look it up. He's five uh, five six. Okay. And Damn. he also got out. With, so. Um, Maybe if he was taller. Man, I, but listen, I mean, for, for obvious reasons, right? Like, I've always been a big fan of the short guys. Like, Justin Pedroia, who would just get up, or Dustin Pedroia, who would just get up and absolutely destroy balls over the green monster. Um, like, it's just amazing to me, these little guys that can absolutely mash. Which is one of the great things about baseball. Because let's be honest, you don't see just a ton of five foot six guys playing, like, in the NFL or in the NBA, right? <laughs> like outside no. of Muggsy Bogues in the, in the, in the NBA, you, just, you don't see guys that size um, performing at this level. It's one of the great things about baseball. Because um, every once in a while you'll get a little dude that just absolutely crushes the baseball. Well, I think if you put him up next to it, he's about as tall as his back. So, <laughs> remember the picture? I'm, it's, it's several years old now, but it was him standing next to Aaron Judge. I mean, and it and it looked like you know Aaron Judge and Mini Me standing there. I mean, it was just yes. fantastic. Uh, I can't take credit for that joke. That was uh, Cameron Crow. Okay, uh, we should probably put him on here. But yeah, he he has foul language sometimes. <laughs> Those youth pastors, you know, man, you just, you know, you never know what they're going to say. You know what the difference is between a youth pastor and a senior pastor? Uh, other than $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's the only difference. Don. Don the man. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, dude. How are you I'm doing? I'm good, man. How are you? 
We are doing well. Uh, I'm not doing as well as Kyle, but we are doing well. <laughs> well it's, it's because he's a Rangers fan. Amen. Thank you. True. Yep. <laughs> yep. Bless it. Don is a youth pastor, and uh, so we've we apparently are the youth pastor podcast, uh, and we never talk about youth pastor stuff. So. <laughs> Don, where do you serve? I am at Dimmon Avenue Baptist Church in Lufkin, Texas. Uh, Don, tell tell everybody your wife's name. It's like my favorite thing in the universe. <laughs> Her name is Mary Martha. Oh, wow. All right. There, there's, a, there's a lot of symbolism that's happening in that name. Um, cool. And she Thank you for that deep, profound <laughs> comment, Kyle. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here for the... Well, she, she forfeited the maiden name of love for Scrivener, so still trying to make up for that. All right, one. all right, yeah. all right, all right. I, I mean, you, right. you know, the, like if she was, if y'all were Catholic, I mean, that would just like seal the deal, right? I mean, that would. <laughs> well, I'm working on sainthood. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, tell since since we're in a commercial, tell us a little bit about your church and and some things that God's doing there. Um, we, uh, I've been here about a little over five years and, uh, it's everything, man, uh, things have been going really well. Um, my pastor and I, we were actually in school at Southwestern at the same time. And so we've known each other for about 20 years and, uh, came here, plugged in. It's, it's one of the, and I've been in ministry almost 20 years, um, 15 of that in student ministry. And it's truly a church. When we came here, it's like family mm. and cause I'm not, um, it's just that um, they just that it just comes out. Yeah. It's just so, um, but it's it's going really well. We've been able to. Uh, when I came, there was about nine students, and the Lord's just grown it. We're running about seventy um, right now. Awesome. And so it's um, we've been able to really uh, reach out through um, in the local, uh, just in town with a lot of apartment ministry. Uh, outreach and so been able to to really reach some kids there and it's been it's been good and, and since the relationships built um, uh, between our volunteers and our other students and so lords are really really doing a good work with yeah. that and so just um, just trying to be faithful cool. faithful to that and so um, trying to keep them away from that yeah, is, yeah. I was going to say the best thing you ever did. You did twice. You brought before your deed out. Uh, well, you know, you know, there's that bottom of the list everywhere. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, welcome, Cameron. Hey, we're watching a car commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, got, got a little bit of a delay. I, uh, as I explained earlier, I, uh, I set up an antenna so that I would not have the man minute delay or whatever it was. Um, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, we just add foil here in the youth pastor home and just hope it works. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, so for those that don't know, Cameron Crow, affectionately called Cece from our girls, is the student pastor at First Baptist Church Hogwarts. Yes. Uh, Also known as First Farmersville. And so Cameron's doing a great job. Almost a year. Almost a year. Almost a year. So I think having our girls makes that feel like it's dog year. (laughs) Nine years. Yes, it's nine. (laughs) No, it's been great. It's been great having them. And 
Uh, I mean, anytime you can get four kids in one family, uh, but from a strong family, it's been great. So, Now, Cameron, why don't you, you came on the show, uh, well, you didn't come on to the show. We were in the bus in Puerto Rico being chased by a rooster. A rooster. Yes. <laughs> uh, when, when we talked a little bit about youth ministry, uh, but I think since then has been the launch of our serve teams at First Farmersville. And so we, like we said earlier, we may pull some of this kind of stuff and put in a uh, podcast that's not ultimately about baseball. Uh, why don't you talk about kind of your mentality there and how how that's fleshing out? Like recently, I know our Wednesday was almost 100% uh, youth-led. Uh, walk us through that. Yeah, our my biggest concern. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> thank you, Leone Tavares. Whom I earlier mistakenly said was kind of the one hole in our lineup. I, I take that back. Oh my yeah. word. Woo! Well, back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's short right field. Um, yes. Yeah, so, oh, gosh. Uh, can you run slower around the bases? Uh, <laughs> take it all in. Take it all in. Thank you, Mama. Okay, we're good. Now go sit down. Um, yeah, you know, for us, we, the statistic that we try to, uh, uh, change the most is the, the 75% of students leave high school and don't return back to the church. And so that, that tends to be the focus that we try to t- attack, um, in everything we do in ministry. And so from getting, uh, from evangelism to all the way to discipleship. And one thing we've done is on our Wednesday nights, we we're running with the statement that youth ministry is used to doing the ministry. And so what that's become uh, is creating these serve teams. And we meet Sunday Sundays at four and, and disciple through those teams and what is what our next Wednesday will look like. Um, everything from a, from a welcome team uh, that connects with students when they show up on campus um, to even writing them a postcard that gets mailed out when they leave. Um, we have teams that work, uh, our band that, that leads incredible worship, just love their heart for worship. And then two, two Wednesdays ago, we had one of our seniors, um, teaching the message. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. Another thing we've added is, uh, we, we spent 10 minutes every service, which is a, a large chunk, uh, on our face before Jesus, just praying. We, we've kind of taken that application process, uh, of the message and say, go talk to God and spend that time with them. And so we're, we're seeing um, numerical growth, but we're seeing more depth uh, from our leaders, from our, uh, from our adult volunteers. And um, we're spending, we're not focusing on talent, we're focusing on depth. And so it's been really cool to see mm-hmm. how, God's, how God's changing that. And what he touched on that, uh, that prayer thing wow, has, has even helped me uh, because those first few, bro, I was like, dude, this is too long, man. I, I'm like checking my fishing game, checking the scores, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is so long. And But over time, I've grown into that quite a bit and, and really been uh, helped by it as well. And uh, so I appreciate you doing That's that. That's one of the hard things is learning to everything doesn't have to be neat. Um, everything doesn't have to be perfect. We're even training our students that, you know, we, we have guests that show up and the reality is they're part, if they're not part of the family of God, they're, 
they're part of the family of the devil and we expect them to act like they're in the family of God when they show up. And so they're, they're even learning just kind of the culture, the longer they stay with us. Um, and what that looks like just to spend 10 minutes in silence. Uh, you know, this culture likes it, can't spend six seconds in silence. And so trying to just get them to, to learn how to spend that time with God has really been a fun focus and a fun thing to watch them uh, change and, and see. So, so how have you done that? Because I, I know, like, I mean, you mentioned this. Our culture is not built around silence. In fact, we, we've created devices to remove that silence, right? So what, what, what's been the reaction from that as Corey Seeger strikes out? I mean, it's halfway home. Um, so, so what's the, what's been the reaction to that? I'm gonna let you guys talk to that over. I'll be back in you know it, two minutes. I for a drink break. I've really been. Um, I'm kind of an old soul. You know, I like Andy Griffith. I like bluegrass. I like those things. And so I'm kind of like the attitude of get off my lawn. Where we're gonna do it, and you're gonna learn to like it. And so we just have really just been devoted to getting the students on board for it. We have a whole prayer team that uh, rotates doing spending that time. And, and if I was up there asking the kids to do it, they probably wouldn't do it. But since it's their peers leading them out in the process, um, they're in, in rolling it into the application of the sermon, it really connects back. And so they're wanting to spend that time. Um, Matt, I'm sure you've seen, we, we have the kids that, uh, we, we, we give them four prayer postures and recommend four prayer postures. Uh, standing with your hands in the air, um, laying flat on your face, kneeling at the altar or somewhere around the room, or just sitting in your chair. And surprisingly, most of our students won't sit in their chair. They'll mo- majority of our students lay fl- flat on their face. Some of them it's it's to take a nap, and some of them it's to uh, <laughs> to to just a different approach. But I think by us going all in and and being committed to it, they're seeing that it's it's something different than what they're used to. And the reality is when we can encourage students, we give them prayer prompts. So it's not sit down for 10 minutes. Every two minutes, we give them a different prayer prompt. And so as they're praying through those prayer prompts, uh, that's probably the most they've spent combined the six months prior to to this. Um, Most kids probably have not spent 10 minutes praying. And so for them to spend that 10 minutes and praying and uh, on their face in front of God, it, it's, it's a new experience for them that they're, they're enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer the sitting on the chair. That's my favorite. <laughs> sitting on chair, watching Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Usually off to the side. It's there. So I can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're doing a great job, man. We're, thanks. We're, we're enjoying watching, uh, man, it, it's been fun to watch the students take ownership. Um, you know, I, I love just everything being crisp and being uh, something that you walk into and, and looking great. And so that's something I've had to learn to take a step back and um, maybe not put as much smoke or haze as I want. Uh, I think there's like nine prayer requests right now for the, the smoke machine to break um, from our students. Uh, but we rebuke that spirit. And then, uh, you know, something doesn't work. One week we had the the... Uh, the screens go out, the lights go out, uh, like six things go out at once. But it's been cool to watch the students just push through and uh, through it and, and just see God be glorified. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What about your girls' perspectives? Because they're, 
they're stepping into this um, fairly new from a lot of other ministry things. I mean, your girls serve a lot and do a lot of different things around the church. They're plugged in well. But what's their perspective? Well, they hate it. <laughs> uh, no, they love it. Uh, so uh, L does the uh, praise team and that prayer team. Mm-hmm. And uh, really enjoys that. And usually on the Wednesdays that she's doing that, we will meet up with the uh, her partner uh, for that at the uh, coffee shop beforehand. And they kind of talk through some of the prayer prompts and whatever that they're uh, planning to do. And uh, and, and just kind of get on the same page and, and pray before they come. And so that's been kind of neat uh, to see that kind of go outside of those four walls. Mm-hmm. Um Kay, as you know, does you know the the sound sometimes or the uh, the slides sometimes and and different things, missions, whatever, uh, and got to do that we did to Puerto Rico and really enjoying that. And yeah. uh, A loves the uh, kind of that greeting connections team that kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, really enjoys that aspect and uh, and and you know, she talked about kind of writing those notes. Uh, she said, I, "I bet that means a lot to them," and just getting an encouraging note from. Uh, from us probably makes their day. And I said, you're definitely right. And because uh, we're just bombarded by, you know, of course, in school, all that kind of stuff, toxic friends, whatever it might be, the things that, you know, teenagers struggle with. And to have uh, a friendly face on a Wednesday uh, that cares about me, welcomes me, tries to get me plugged in, and then follows up with me uh, with a kind of note, uh, probably. Uh, lets that ministry have some legs to it, yeah. and uh, so they're they're enjoying that. Gracie just loves being alive. <laughs> Gracie. So, Gracie, I went up there today. She she tripped and fell. I was like, "Hey, our jeans match," and she's like, "What? Yeah, we both have holes." That never mind. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, you know, it's one thing I've learned is as we're as we're giving these students more and more responsibility, which we should be. It's a it's freeing up our leaders to do more and more responsibility things that I never thought was possible. Um, we had one of our leaders come in three weeks ago and say, Hey, I'd like, she, she's been working with junior high girls. And she said, Hey, Cameron, I used to work with seniors and I'd love to get back to that spot. And, and I, I was excited because my dream targeting that 75% of students that graduate um, high school and don't return to the church. My dream is to have a, a leadership team of adults that follow students from their 12th grade year of high school through their freshman year of college. And so we have started the process of plugging her into that role. And she is, every time I see her, we get three or four different ideas. And and so I'm excited to see how that progresses this year. I, I don't know. Um, it seems pretty new for us. And so I'm, I'm excited to yeah. kind of see what, what she does and how she does in that role of connecting those students to, to these universities. You, you might remember this. Uh, since since it's more recent for you, but I my first class at Southwestern was with Dr. Ross, and uh, those of you that don't know, uh, Richard Ross is was one of a couple of youth guys. Now I think is the mm-hmm. youth ministry prof at Southwestern. It was like Johnny uh, youth Johnny ministry D. legends, yeah, the, and the, he's the, the one that word. like created True Love Waves and all of that stuff, and so. Uh, Dr. Ross is amazing, and he he talked a lot about, and I don't know that this was unique to him, but he talked a lot about the statistics that show the number of relationships that students have outside of, of course, you know, just their their family mm-hmm. uh, in the church, 
uh, of the more uh, that they have, the more likely they are statistically to still be involved in church when college comes and, and so forth. And so what's really neat about the way you do that is you have those strong couples and and those that are serving in various ways that are building those relationships within that church, but also with the worship pastor that we have that is intentional about getting them involved on Sunday as well, where they also build those relationships with, I know one of our daughters plays in the orchestra, one usually sings in the choir, so they're building relationships with choir, the people in the orchestra, all that kind of stuff. And so there's so many relationships that are kind of up on a silver platter uh, for for students to be able to have and the adults being intentional to build it. And so statistically, of course, uh, that would help us, you know, have a whole lot of hope for these students after they're outside of uh, high school. Yeah, I would guess that, you know, normative sized churches probably see more students sticking with the faith than um, larger churches where are because we're just I grew up in a large church and it's just hard it's hard to to stay connected when you have relative to the, the the ratio of students it's you really don't have that much staff many staff per students and so it's hard to stay connected where like you're saying when you have a a, a normative sized church that is fully connected to that family and the legacy you got four generations sitting on a fuse like we had in West Texas you know you're going to see more of those students staying plugged in uh, hey, so, I do want to mention. I'm, I'm enjoying the ministry chat, but I do want to mention that, that you did not even touch on the one, two, three, bottom of the fifth. We we were ignoring certain things, but I do need to point out that five minutes ago, Don Scrivener, when we were talking about prayer, uh, replied to this with a picture of me during a prayer time at our Disciple Now that we did, where I. Like my neck is like a 90 degree angle and I am out cold sitting <laughs> in a chair in front of a that's, fireplace. That's, that's deep in prayer. Deep, yeah, deep I was, in prayer. I was deep <laughs> in prayer, uh, 100%. So not much has changed. So yeah. the, uh, the only other time that I get that kind of prayer is uh, when Bart's preaching. So. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of, hey, Cameron, we yep. love you. You're doing a great Later. job. I'm going yep. to uh, see if uh, Bart will pop in. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All Later. right. Thanks, Cameron. Well, this is going to be bad. All right. Hey, I'm willing to bet this is probably the first time in history that a sitting Southern Baptist Convention president has joined a live baseball cast. Uh, and so we're making history here, Matt. This, this might are. go down, and th this might be put now into the SBC archives <laughs> as an official record. Of, so of maybe we should rethink Taffy Ta Ta <laughs> Hall is going to resign tomorrow at the very thought. <laughs> hey, Bart, we, uh, we, we shared with those three or four strong that are listening in about Bully Graham. Sorry about that, man. Oh, man. That's horrible. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, We've just had, we've had a year full of lots of different kinds of losses, and that um, that was not how we expected the day to unfold today. Uh, but yeah, um, yes. anyway, don't know what happened to him. Just found him, um, just found him out in the middle of a pasture. So um, that's, huh. that's part of agriculture. That's why, um, yeah. you know, um, he doesn't have it anymore, but Archie Mason, 
Um, pardon me, I'm eating Fritos. Um, Archie Mason had a podcast that he ran for a long, long time uh, called That Farm Life. It just dealt with um, the emotional side of agriculture. Because uh, um, it's all mixed up in um, not just feelings you have for the land, feelings you have for animals, if it's animal agriculture, but also just the economics of it. I mean, that's $3,000 investment, that bull. Um, and so just the economics of it too. And uh, now, so Archie kind of stepped back from that farm life podcast, but, um, he handed it over to Williams Baptist university, uh, and to Stan Norman, who's doing that podcast now. I don't know, um, if you guys have kept up any with what that particular Southern Baptist four year institution is doing, but it's pretty neat. Um, they, uh, that's real close to where I grew up, and um, that um, that university. It's in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, and um, they have. Um, it was an old Army Air Corps base. I, you know how the the, uh, the the whole country was just littered with uh, runways and everything that were built. World War Two and the Cold War and whatever oh, else, and then they let a lot of those go, and um, gave them to municipalities and whatever. And so Williams sits on one of those bases. Um, the city kept the runway. That's kind of the Walnut Ridge Airport, and then they've got all the housing and stuff around it. But they also have all this farmland. So they've created this Williams Works model where. Students can come in, they can work on the farm, get their degree, graduate debt-free, and go do whatever they want to do. And so it's a pretty cool deal. So he's taking over. The, since they're kind of an agriculturally-oriented uh, school now, he's taking over that Farm Life podcast. But cool. anyway, yeah. Nice. Well, well, you weren't on, but I, I on behalf of the Rangers, I dedicated – the ALCS to the memory of Holy Green. Uh, so. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> that. And I hope that the Texas Rangers will honor him well, as you know, they're kind of doing right now, aren't they, guys? That, yes. Yeah. Yes. Two to nothing. Yeah. Top of the six. Yeah, I, I mentioned, so we had Cameron on, your, your, your youth pastor just a second ago, who was yeah. talking just kind of about some of the ministry stuff, and um, and, and I wanted to point out, I had to point out to them that they did not even mention the Astros going one, two, three yeah. in, in the, the bottom of the fifth inning. Like they just decided to, you know, completely <laughs> skip all things baseball. Yeah, I, know, I noticed <laughs> that, it was, that it was all about the Hensley girls, uh, uh, so, some of whom are smart enough to be Rangers fans, by the way. That's right. Yes. yes. By so, some, you mean one, but yeah. <laughs> Well, the oldest and the wisest. Well, the, the others will catch up. I have hope for the others is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There oh. are other influences on them besides you. <laughs> well, well, Bart, I'm glad that you could jump on with this for a little bit. It, it's, this is good. But I, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't want to gloss. I, I think I think we're onto something here. We just need to have, you know, the, the sitting president of the SBC come in and talk baseball with us. Um, 
that's that's a that, that's a new venture. <laughs> well, all right, I'm, you, I'm you, up for you it. Know, hey, you know, hey, you know, Baptist Press started the uh, Gospel and Gridiron, right? College yeah, football George podcast. George Schroeder's doing that. Yeah. So we we, we should push for um, Baptists in baseball. I mean, that's <laughs> that's you know, just it, I mean, it's a winning. I mean, you know, that's a you, fabulous you, you, idea. Yeah. <laughs> just just run that by Jonathan Howe. Let's see what we get on there. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure we'd get the thumbs up on that. 100. I, I, <laughs> I think that would be fabulous. Um, I would I would tune in every week to that. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, Bart uh, is a diehard uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan. Yeah, um, and so we we have I, I've not liked talking baseball with you much. Mark, because uh, I, I have some wounds that are still being dealt with by some, a counselor on a weekly basis. <laughs> post traumatic, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, you know, but, uh, since the since the Cardinals are are absolutely nowhere close to even being in it this year, um, then you know, if Texas, if the Rangers are going to have a year to win the World Series, this should be the year. They're okay. my they're my they're my second favorite team, and um, you know I, I think um, I think anytime they face the Cardinals in the World Series, the Cardinals should do what they did. But um, <laughs> but but this year would be great for them, especially if they would uh, if they would absolutely destroy the Astros, then <laughs> yeah. um, then they can move on from that to winning the World Series. Even yeah. Matt, 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 would you would you support the Rangers in the World Series uh, after they win the ALCS? I think. Let's see. Matt texted me. I think he his Wi Fi is lagging, so I think he may have dropped off here for just his Wi Fi is not uh, the only thing that's lagging. <laughs> but so let's see. Here we are. We're in the the bottom of the six. We have one out. Um, Bart, tell me how how did you become a Cardinals fan? Because I know you grew up in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, is is that kind of the thing for especially northwest Arkansas or northeast Arkansas? Is that the, is the Cardinals kind of the, well, the closest thing to a hometown team? I, I tell people I'm a Cardinals fan because I'm a Christian, um, <laughs> and which which uh, uh, which means that I believe in heaven. Which means <laughs> if I were anything else, I would have to explain to my grandfather uh, why right. I was anything else other than a Cardinals fan. It, you know, really, wow, historically, um, uh, if you go back a generation or two, you have people who lived during a time when the Cardinals were the furthest west team in all of Major League Baseball. And, um, you know, prior to the expansion of the league or the west. And so uh, you'll find Cardinals fans and Older folks, you'll find Cardinals fans in Oklahoma and Colorado and all over Texas, okay. and uh, and and for us, you know, St. Louis is only a few hours up I fifty five. It's I was uh, I grew up a, a, a twenty minute drive from the Boot Hill. Okay, and uh, and and the the Memphis. Uh, minor league team is Cardinals team. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's very much Cardinals country. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. So our, um, our youth minister here in, in Lubbock is also from Northeast Arkansas. 
And um, so he oh. was saying that, I mean, same thing, like Cardinals were kind of his baseball team as well. I Where's guess because that, that, like you said, that was the closest thing. And especially back in the, back in the old days, that was the closest major league team to them there in the, in the West. Do you and, know where he's from? Um, well, good deal. So my, my dad went to high school in Chicago. So he was, uh, you know, we grew up watching Cubs games and um, kind of for the same reason. I mean, WGN, you know, showed all the Cubs games and yeah, um, it was just for, for him, you know, as a kid going or as a high schooler going to Wrigley Field and watching the Cubs. And so that was always kind of fun. So, Bart, uh, you were having Fritos yeah. and I missed my opportunity to, to say that's what I wanted to use for the Lord's Supper today. <laughs> You are such a heretic. <laughs> so, hey, Bart, so what are your thoughts about my uh, wardrobe choice today? Well, I'll tell you, I, I came in and found you in that Astros coat, and I was halfway expecting that, you know. But um, I was supposed to baptize, and the and the young man I was supposed to baptize was supposed to be in my office. and went to my office. He wasn't there. And I was trying to find him. I couldn't find him anywhere. Uh, and when I saw you, I was panicky about that. <laughs> I didn't even, didn't even react. Uh, but honestly, I, I thought we're spending too much time together because I thought he's put that on to tweak, uh, you know, me. But... There's no way he's actually going to wear that to do the Lord's Supper, and so he'll, he'll take that off before things get started. So I, I really had a pretty good idea where that was going. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think what I want to know is how many people had the same thoughts of: Is he really going to preach in that? Is he really <laughs> going to do the Lord's Supper in that? Because uh, I'm, I'm sure that was fodder for some conversation in the back of the sanctuary. So uh, it may very well have been. Isn't it? Isn't it awesome uh, to be in your position where you can come in and do that, and you don't really have to worry about being fired? <laughs> I lose nothing if I'm fired. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, it was pretty cool, though. I met uh, some folks. One of the things about today, um, really. Uh, I told you this earlier, but um, but I said, let's have a day where Matt preaches and does the Lord's Supper because he used to do this at church several times a year. And I know some of the folks that I've talked to, to who have gone from being a pastor to being an AMS or from being a pastor to being a professor or, or, or to a, a different role, um, they... Even even when they love and are called to that position that they're in, there are things they miss about yeah. uh, the time that they had when they were serving as a local church pastor, and um, and you know I've wanted to. Um, it's not preaching. You get all the preaching you want. Uh, you you preach tons. You're in you're in high demand as a preacher, and um, but there. But there are the other things, you know, besides preaching. And um, I just, I've wanted to be deliberate about giving you opportunities to do some of those things. And, um, and, and so, so I was doing this. I saw this as a favor to you. I'm going to let Matt 
conduct the Lord's Supper service, and and that way he's not just cold turkey from that. But when I got to the end of it, I thought, man, this was great for me uh, because I did that baptism off the bat in the 830 service, and then after that, I was just a bystander for everything. Uh, it was the first time in her life that I had sat with my daughter, Sarah, while we were observing the Lord's Supper. Uh, that had never happened before. And uh, I just thought that felt really neat uh, to be with my family uh, while we were observing that ordinance. And um, and then also, I just got to kind of hang out with people. This is a local association thing. I... Um, I was sitting back in the back when the 11 o'clock service started, and I met a couple there who had moved to Farmersville. They used to live in Wiley, and they had been going to Murphy Road Baptist Church. And I said, oh, that's Lash's church. And they said, yeah. You know, looked at me kind of funny that I knew Lash. And I said, oh, I've known Lash Banks for a long time. And I said, our churches are in the same association together. And actually, the guy who's preaching today heads up that association. And so um, so we both know Lash very, very well. Uh, so local association is kind of a cool thing. It uh, helps us to know sister churches. And, and when people come from one church to another, sometimes we can kind of know what they've been used to. And we can think, oh, man, you're going to have to get used to to my preaching, and uh, that's going to be a letdown after listening to Lash for all this time. <laughs> and we did talk a little bit about your feedback after my Lord's Supper, where your comment, I think, was to the effect of, yeah, it was it was different. You know, when I do it, I just use scripture. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you provided a lot of, um, you provided a lot of, like theological commentary and um, and and helpful advice and instruction to people uh, while they were doing the Lord's Supper, and I just like read the biblical account and um, and, and don't really add much else in the way of um, once we get into the Lord's Supper, once we're actually doing like like you told people we're going to pass this out and just hold on to it. You know, uh, so so that people wouldn't just like wolf it down the moment they got it. I've never thought to do that. I I thought I thought that I didn't see that. I never saw that as the preacher's job. I thought that was the job of the cold, icy stare of your mother uh, <laughs> to look at you and say, if you do this wrong, I'm going to kill you. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, well, Bart, what you're saying is that Matt does things a little differently, which may be the understatement of the year. Oh, and <laughs> That's right. oh, Josh Young just struck out in a big spot there. Man. Man. Although, hey, uh, uh, hero Leone Tavares is coming up, who already has one homer tonight and uh, can can put a little distance uh, between the Rangers and the Astros here. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for bringing us back to baseball. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just happy that my mic is working again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have uh, Patrick Watts to thank for that. He said that I needed to unmake you the co-host and then remake you the co-host again. And it would work. Oh, okay. Well, cool. So 
Cameron wants to know who's the baseball guy, and I said, that's Kyle Beerman. <laughs> who's the baseball guy? Yeah. Patrick. Patrick's just smart about everything, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Man, I tell you what, Patrick Watts has been a, a lifesaver with stuff on Lifeway and general IT and yeah, what what a what a swell individual. Got to see him last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So he came here and uh, went to First Plano. I was preaching at the Brazilian American Baptist Church, and thankfully did not have to preach in Portuguese. Uh, but uh, and <laughs> Porque. which Porque, and uh, which. My first time to go there was when I discovered that Brazilians did not speak Spanish. So, oh, no. um, I had my oh. whole welcome, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, thank you for your partnership with Colin Baptist Association that I'd put into Google Translate and from English into Spanish. And oh, I show it to yeah. the guy. I said, this is, this is Spanish. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's why I did it. He said, we speak you know, Portuguese. <laughs> Why? Matt almost did got chased go faster than Justin Verlander just got chased out of the ball game. And that, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, what, Bart? I said, did you go to school? Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of. And my, my excuse is like my geography teachers and my history teachers were always the head football coach or the assistant football coach. So that's what I always had. But yeah, I was, he was explaining to me, I was like, why don't you speak Spanish? He's like, cause it's, you know, Portugal's the one that colonized us. I was like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know. Why don't you now speak Spanish? So. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, well, and there, and there, folks, is how Matt Hensley gets canceled right there. <laughs> Life is a learning experience. There, there are many paths. Uh, that's, that's one of them. Oh, oh my word. And that, that is yeah. like unquotable things that we could not put on coffee mugs. And that's yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh. All right, Bart. So, well, so, so everybody that we we, we know, oh, go ahead. We know from Puerto Rico that it doesn't necessarily go any better when they do speak Spanish. That's true. It's true. It's true. All right. Hey, I'm gonna uh, turn my mic off and just listen. All right. Uh, thanks for letting me get on, and and I realized my appearance stayed on longer because one host was gone and then the other host was gone. But <laughs> now that you're actually. Both back on the on the space. I think I'll just go ahead and, uh, and, and all right, Bart. In. All right. Well, have right, a good guys. night. Thanks, Bart. Thank you. This has been fun. I don't, I don't know that we're going to get to do it again. Um, I don't, tomorrow's an afternoon game, and then we've got. Uh, uh, I'll be I'll be in Kansas City on Wednesday night, and then you'll be at the game on Thursday night. Um, they'd they, probably get a little upset at you if you tried to like live stream from the game. <laughs> they may not. I am pretty sure the noise would be so unbelievably bad that. Oh, all right. So we're in a we're in a we're in a commercial. So let's talk about this for at least a little bit. What was your um? What was your favorite post marathon meal? Was that Golden Corral? Uh, yeah, it was probably Golden Corral. Um. That was that was like the go-to place where I could get anything that I wanted in as much as I could want, uh, and okay. then some. And uh, fun fact: I gained weight after running a seventy-two hour race. 
um, where I ran as much as I could on a two mile loop uh, for 72 hours. And of course there was food and all of that kind of stuff the entire time because it was, you know, it was an ultra run and you just ran as far as you could. I ended up, you know, third place in this thing. There weren't a whole lot of people, but I got third place, did well. Um, and, but like, you know, they, they would bring in caterers. And so in the morning, you know, we had breakfast burritos and at lunch there was hot dogs and burgers and then dinner. There's usually different things. So, so full meals all at, at like the meal times. And then all throughout the day would be soups and all of that kind of stuff. And they had some sponsorship with like, I think it was Olive Garden, if I remember correct. And all of the Olive Garden soups were there all day long. And I threw down on that stuff. And then when you finish the race, Nolan Ryan beef, baby, we had steaks and uh, burgers and all that stuff when it was over. And I ended up gaining six pounds while I was there. It was great. Oh, my gosh. While running, I think it was uh, 188 miles. I think it was 188 miles. But In 72 hours? Yep. Wow. Yep. So, you know, in the, in the early parts of this, I didn't think we were going to have more than, like, two people all night long, Matt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Sunday night. What else are people's going to do. Let's see. I just sent an invitation to Patrick Watts. We'll see if he can uh, jump on here. And uh, we will we'll have Patrick on for the bottom of the ninth inning. There we go. Come on, Patrick. You can do it. Make Baylor proud. Empty <laughs> tires. <laughs> We'll see. I sent the uh, sent the invite there. See, oh, he said he can't jump on. All right. Well, that was anticlimactic, kind of like. This game. <laughs> hey, I have enjoyed this more than the baseball commentary for what what that is worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had, a, we had some good chats about ministry with uh, um, with Don and with Cameron and with Bart and. Good to good to catch up with Martin. Is he? Uh, he's, he lives here in Lubbock. But I, uh, apart from, uh, like I said, that one time when we happened to be on the same plane and didn't realize that I don't, I don't think we've we've interacted and run into each other. So it's been fun. This, this, I'm, like I said, I'm not sure, not sure how often we're going to do this, but but it was fun for a for a one off. And I, I, unfortunately, I don't think Baptist Press is going to sign us on to do this, you know, like on a weekly basis. No, probably not. I can't. I don't blame them. <laughs> hey, I, I still, I would still say that Baptist and baseball would be a hit. Um, we could, we could make some good things happen there. Wait, so my well, that's the final. Two to nothing. According to Astros Twitter. Bless it. Ah. Well, Kyle. Hey. Yeah, there goes just like. Hey, this was fun. Yeah, um, I it's <laughs> two and a half hours you. of uh, uh, well, actually three hours, right? We did we did right at three hours of uh, so, some mundane chat, some ministry chat, followed by about ten minutes of uh, all right, sitting give on the us, edge of our seats. Give us ministry uh, in in thirty seconds, according to baseball. Ministry according to baseball. You know what? Sometimes you're gonna be down zero and two. 
and it's going to feel like the whole world is against you. And um, but the, you know, the, the Lord is good, so keep trusting in Him. Um, and you never know when that big hit will come. I don't. I don't know. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz McCormick's not going to know either. So, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll end it like normal. May your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Have a great day, guys. Hey. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. And, Thanks for uh, Appreciate you, man. So have a good night. All right. You too. Bye, y'all. What's wrong with you people?